Brad. This week we talked to Christiana Scott from Real Food Littles. Uh, and I want to focus on like on this recap episode, uh, one of the things that she mentioned, which was how she transitioned from being an at-home private chef to having a digital brand. So she kind of like uh, talked about and kind of honed in on the fact that like she saw all of this stuff happening and all these problems that these families were kind of encountering. So then she started to solve those problems through this digital brand and starting to to create some resources. So I would imagine that most people who are listening might find themselves in a similar spot. They're like, I don't know how to create a product that solves this problem. Or I have a hundred ideas and I don't know which one to start with. They all seem fun. They all seem cool. Um, I, I really don't know where to jump in. So I want to run through for the next like 10, 15 minutes, like that three-step kind of process that we will share with clients when it comes to how to kind of test an idea uh, for a product so that eventually at the end, you have a product that you know your audience wants. Does that sound good? Yeah, and I think the other piece of that too that I hear most often is, you know, so you've got kind of the people that have a lot of ideas uh, or you've got someone that has a good idea but they don't know how to like, you know, productize it. But then I think you also have that camp of people who want to do something but they don't know what to do. And I think we saw that a lot with COVID is people were pushed home or, or gosh, I mean, people lost a lot of jobs, unfortunately, during COVID. And so people were asking, well, what could I do? What could I create? And so I think Christiana, was at, there's that audience she's speaking to too of, of how to even come up with something from nothing. Like how to look in your like in your immediate what's yeah. a, what's what might be right underneath your nose that you're not right. seeing right yeah I mean especially if you're not like an overly creative person right or like especially if you don't have this like oh I have this idea I want to launch you know this this type of thing I think the other piece of that that's kind of overarching and we work with a lot of course clients but we're seeing more and more that like not every idea is perfect for a course, right? I think people are experiencing to some extent, depending on the topic, a little bit of course fatigue, or maybe some audiences don't necessarily need a course. They need an ebook or a webinar or private coaching or, you know, something that's a little bit, a little bit different. So let's take a little bit of time. Let's kind of walk through that process for how to come up with um, an idea for a product and then ultimately kind of walk through how to bring that product to uh, to your audience in a way that actually makes you money. So quick three-step process. Um, I'm just going to run through it and then we'll jump in and, and break it down uh, kind of one by one. So step one, formulate the idea, right? Where you'll create sort of a, a hypothesis around what you think might work. We'll give you some ideas for how to do that. Two, test the idea. And then three, start with a mini product instead of a full product. So let's go ahead and start with number one, formulate the idea. I think it's important that when you jump into uh, the idea of creating a product that you start with some form of a hypothesis. So like, I think it's better to maybe look around and try to see, does this, uh, would this be a good product? Is this a good resource? And start to move forward with one idea instead of having the hypothesis or thought that like 10 products could, could work. Um, what do, what do you think about that? Because I feel like we get a lot of clients who come to us with with those ideas already, but we also talk with a lot of people who don't necessarily have have that idea fleshed out quite yet. How would someone um, come up with an idea that they could start to test? Yeah, I think one is, I mean, you're just looking at your environment, right? And you're looking for knowledge gaps. Um, like 
you you see this in your immediate area, and I, we we mentioned this before we started recording. But like we you know we did an interview with Liesel, mommy labor nurse, and I think she's a perfect example of this. She's a labor delivery nurse, and she's she's at the bedside every day for years on end, serving you know hundreds if not thousands of moms, and she sees it right right under right under her nose. She sees knowledge gaps of maybe women aren't equipped as they should be, you know, and so she formulated an idea of gosh, I could there's something, there's something here. Like I could serve as, as almost like an educator and fill these knowledge gaps. And, um, I think, yeah, when you're out there, you just have to be really hyper aware of your environment and like looking for problems. So I was doing this recently. I don't tell anybody this, honestly, I don't know if I told you this, but one of my dreams in life is to create a board game. Okay. And I, there's a bunch of kids at my church and every morning they play board games or they play card games. And I've sat and just watched this for months on end. And I've actually done like little, like I'll pull one of them aside and be like, Hey, like, can you explain this one to me? Like I'm, I'm, I'm actively looking for problems to solve. Like, like where does their game not maybe meet their needs or what, what would make this game better? And so I'm just, I don't know. It's one of my dreams in life. It's kind of a weird one that I, again, I don't tell people, but, um, but it's just that kind of that state you have to be in of just something that you're passionate about and become a researcher, like become obsessed with learning about that topic and seeing where the gaps are. The other thing too, is just looking at your own professional experience. Like you mentioned Liesl, but we have a lot of clients that, that do that, right? Where like uh, speech sisters, another good example of that, where they were um, speech language pathologists, they worked in homes with families and the way that they came up with their idea for a product was they sort of wanted to replicate their work, right? They got kind of a little burnout on going to homes and working with clients one-on-one. So they said, okay, how do we like sort of recreate the work that we are already doing um, and turn it into a product? And that's how they started off with their idea. So to put a bow on that, um, I would recommend that you just kind of sit down, take 10, 15 minutes. Uh, think through interactions with people that you've worked with, think through interactions with your friends or family, um, think through interactions in the industry, think through how you do work, and then just make a list of like, here are these problems that I could potentially solve. And here's maybe the way that I could, um, could solve those problems. And what I would say is narrow that down to one idea. You can always change it later, right? This is why we're doing it this way instead of like, you know, taking that idea and then turning it into a full-blown course or product. Um, So you'll start off and you will formulate the idea and create a hypothesis. The second idea or the second step is going to be to test the idea. This right here is where I think is probably the most important piece of this, but so many clients just, or people in general, just don't do it, right? Like, oh, I have this idea for a course. And then they go and they call a videographer and they start filming. I mean, we see it see it all the time. Right. Right, Um, and so I think if you have this idea, you need to start to test it and see if it, if it resonates. Right. Well, and okay, before I tackle this, one thing I do want to say is I, I I don't think we, and like we're clearly mentioned this in, in the, in the first piece about formulating the idea. We talked about looking around for problems that other people are having, um, looking around your job and your community, you know, and things like that. But one thing that I see a lot of is people that problems that you solve for yourself. So like Amber Shaw is a perfect example. She did a TikTok workshop for us and she's, she has built a six figure business on TikTok in five, in, in, in five months. And she did that because she's, she looked at what problems she solved for herself. So her topic is um, women over 40 that have been on 
crash diets a lot and because that was her like you are best positioned to serve the person that you once were so like what is a problem you've solved for yourself and how could you turn that into something i know we've been on a point too but it's just something i thought i needed to make is like sometimes it's not about everybody else sometimes it's something you did for you and how could you package that into something um yeah so sorry sorry to hijack that that. no you're good Keep, keep going with it so so if you're solving a problem with your for yourself and then the kind of the next step is to test that idea what are some ways that people can do that yeah, I mean, I'm going to give Amber Shaw an example. I'm going to go back to that example and play with that a little bit. But, you know, she went through all these crash diets in her 20s and 30s. And she went back and just basically examined all those. How did she feel before that diet? What what, what was the actual process of the diet? How did she feel after the diet? I mean, she basically just went through each one she had and kind of like, gosh, I don't know how to say this, but she wrote down like what are the problems she experienced uh, how did she feel coming out of that how did the next diet make her feel and she just kind of put all that together into some sort of curriculum into what not to do and i mean i have friends in my own life that have, that have done that exact same thing it was literally the same thing amber's talking about is they've gone back to their life took notes on those moments in their lives and figured out what was the problem how did they solve it and then they package that into some type of curriculum And then what you can do is break that into content, right? So now you kind of have the basis for your idea. You have kind of a loose outline of what types of topics you want to hit. Then you just start putting that content out there, right? Seeing what resonates with your audience, you know, writing blogs, putting out social posts, like all of that type of stuff. Then what you do is you kind of allow it to run its course, do that for a few months. And then you look back and say, oh, wow. This topic here, I didn't think that this was going to be super successful, but it seems like my audience is really loving it. Or, oh, I thought this was going to crush, but like, and it seems like my audience doesn't care too terribly much about it. Um, That's a really easy way to get like free market research is to just start putting that content out to your audience. I mean, the other thing too, is if you don't really have an audience, just asking people around you, right? Asking your friends and family, hey, I'm starting to consider doing this. Like, what are you, you know, what do you think? Are you struggling with this as well? Or, you know, hey, what are some specifics that you're struggling with in this area that I could help help you solve? Facebook, great tool for that, right? Like people always love answering questions like that on, on your uh, friends list. So uh, step two, test the idea, um, put it out there and just so, see what types of content resonates. There's a perfect example that's sitting right under our noses that we're not talking about that you're the perfect person to talk about. And that's I know I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it at the end. Okay. okay. (laughs) Yeah. But you have done this. um, Yes. And I think that's what's that's what's important. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll circle back to that in a second. I'll run through exactly what we what we did. Um, And then step three is start with a mini product or a test product or um, maybe an, an MVP or something that's like basically uh, a more affordable way to test your, your content out prior to investing a bunch of money into filming or investing a bunch of money into creating the product or putting it into production or whatever that needs to be. Start with a mini product. So um, for instance, instead of a course, maybe you try um, a workshop or an in-person event, something that like has very low stakes and is very uh, cost effective to to be able to host or put on. And then what you do is you run that a few times and then you're able to say, hey, uh, this idea that I had, now I've tested it out for my audience. I know that my audience resonates with it. Let me go ahead and try this in a really simple and cost-effective way. And then you kind of tweak it and then you have like the best, most refined product 
possible prior to, again, kind of skipping all the steps and investing a bunch of money into creating that product. Yeah. And, you know, one of the exercises that we take our own clients through is asking, like, if they've got a great idea for something and we ask them, hey, what would this look like as an ebook? What would this look like as, um, gosh, a membership, you know, or a any membership, other type of webinar, product? Yeah. 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 We're just, and it's not like we're saying we're not trying to hijack your idea. We're just saying, hey, let, let's get outside of our heads here for a second and think, what would this look like? And I, I mean, it's really amazing how many people want to go zero to 60. And like, I mean, I, like, and you, and you said this earlier is I got an idea, let's make a course without doing any yeah. type of, of product testing. And the, right. I, yeah, to your point, step two is the most skipped step. And it's probably the most crucial step that people miss. Um, when you talk about testing the content, like how long do you typically recommend people test until they put something out there? I think you'll know, right? So like here, let's let's go into that example for, for Love Your First Year because I, I do feel like that's a perfect example. So for those of you that don't know, my wife and I have a little bit of like a side hustle product thing where we help engage couples prepare for marriage. So we did this exact same thing. We started off, we, we had an idea. We said, okay, traditional premarital counseling is really challenging. It takes a lot of time. There's not a lot of great resources out there. So I think that we could sort of replace or supplement some of that with an online course or an online webinar or something like that. Then we started putting out a bunch of content. So we created the curriculum and then we broke it apart and we started just putting out resources and content on Instagram. We did that for a full year. Now for some clients, we're working with a a client. um, I'm not going to mention the name quite yet, but he uh, basically came up with his idea and within a month, it was really resonating with his audience, right? So he was able to then just turn it into a course. So I think you'll sort of feel it out. For us, we were just really unsure about which, what type of content was going to resonate with our audience. So we took a full year, a full 12 months before we even you know, started filming or really even started talking too in-depth about, um, about the course. And we launched our course a year and a half after we had actually started because then we started filming and had production and all that type of stuff. Um, the mini product that we did was testing it out with our friends, right? So we said, okay, here's this curriculum, like, uh, you're engaged, like, what, you know, is this valuable for you? And we sort of took them through it um, before we actually created our course. And now we haven't had to touch it for the last, you know, two years or uh, whatever it's, um, whatever it's been. So I think that the length of time is, is, is sort of irrelevant. You'll sort of know and feel like, okay, this is going to resonate or this piece of content is really good. And some topics might be more uh, might be a little bit easier to do that than, than others. Sure. Oh, for sure. And, and just to like, kind of bring all this together, you, we, we interviewed Christiana because she was a former chef. And one thing we, one point we didn't make is that she's also a parent, right? And so she had this with her own children. And so with her knowledge of being able to cook food, she kind of became this expert on raising adventurous eaters and how to introduce real food to them through baby led weaning. And so, I mean, that was a product that was right in her, in her wheelhouse. Um, yep. So that's what you have to do. You kind of have to be observant, look around for other people, look around at your job and your community for problems that exist. Look in your own life for problems that, that maybe you have solved for yourself that made a massive difference in your life. Create a hypothesis around that and start to think about, Hey, what can I create and put out in the world that would be helpful? And then you want to test your idea. And Yes, like to Kyler's point, ask your friends, ask your family. Um, I, I'm going to piggyback on that for a second and say that sometimes, though, 
your friends and family will just tell you what you want to hear because they're your friends and family. And like your, your mom will always be your, 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 your best reader on your blog. Right. Um, so sometimes I think it'd be helpful to get like, do some research on like what Facebook groups are out there. What are people saying on, on Twitter and, and TikTok about this topic? Because something too that people mess up is they think, oh, well, there's a lot of Facebook groups about this topic. So it's already, you know, saturated. No, no, no. That means the, that means that it's, it's needed. If there's a lot of people talking about it, there's room for you to jump in here. Um, it means it's tested and, so I think look on Facebook, look on Twitter, look on TikTok, see what people are saying to kind of test the idea. I've gotten into, I've gone into groups on, on Facebook of just topics I was interested in just to do research and just to ask people, I don't even know what their thoughts are. So test your ideas out that way. Start putting out content, create a blog, create stuff on social, see how it resonates with people. And then you can, with step number three is don't launch with a full course, launch with like something small, a workshop, a webinar, an ebook, a min, do a mini course at that. Um, or, or one thing we're not even saying is start coaching, like do one-on-one coaching for a little bit and see how that lands with people. Because more often than not, your full course is a, is a digitization of that consulting. And so I think that's a great roadmap to get someone where they need to be. Mm-hmm. Cool. There you have it. Um, Three steps to creating a product that solves a problem, formulate the idea, test the idea, and then start with a mini product or a lower priced uh, or a lower effort version of that product.